You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. It is our week 13 recap and it's a kind of special day here, DJ, at Overtime Ireland as uh, you're celebrating your birthday. So, happy birthday to DJ. Definitely the best introduction so far, Colm, of any of our podcasts. Yeah, DJ, I'm sure it's the the best intro into the show for you. Of course, it's a a birthday, which is always nice and... uh, Yesterday might have been a very celebratorial day for you as the Green Bay Packers won, but we'll talk about that in a little bit later on the show. As always, to start the show, DJ, Last Word on Sport, our, our partners here at Overtime Ireland, their website is lastwordonsport.com. Their Twitter handle is at lastwordonsport. Please do give them a follow if you aren't already. Check out their website. They've got you covered for all sports, as the name does suggest. We're up on the Last Word on Sport radio network, which is going from strength to strength at the moment. Lots of great shows up there, so... As always, we do thank them for helping spread the word of Overtime Ireland. If it's your first time listening to the show, please, if you enjoy the show, do hit the subscribe button. Do give us a comment or a written on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you listen to us on. And, of course, you can listen to us on the Overtime Ireland website, which is our site. Our Twitter handle is at Overtime Ireland. Indeed, as always, we try and speed through the plugs at the start of the show. We try not to bore the listeners too much with them, but from time to time, we do like to remind them of where they can find the podcast and so on and so forth. But... DJ, yeah, though it was a great weekend of action in my opinion anyway, but we're going to get into the games now and recap all the week 13 games now. Let's recap this weekend's NFL action. It's the OTI Weekend Roundup. So DJ, week 13, I don't know which way you want to start. Do you want to get the pain out of the way straight away with that Patriots result? Or do you want to save that for later in the show? I'll let you decide which way we, which way we take the game straight away. Colin, we'll start off. This recap with a very narrow victory for the San Diego Chargers and <laughs> Phillip River over in Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens. Very high-scoring game, 34-33. I'm sure anybody that bet on the total points in this game definitely had to get a win here. Yeah, they did a lot of high-scoring games this week. We'll be going through them all. Lots of touchdowns, uh, many, many touchdowns from people, you know, lesser-known players around the league. But this was a game, DJ, where the, the San Diego Chargers, you know, were trailing late on in the game, trailing me quite a bit. And Philip Rivers uh, played one of his better fourth quarters in the last few games and helped them pick up that late win. Keenan Allen with a big game here for them, too. And uh, Antonio Gates, quite a nice game as well. So there was lots of, lots of good pieces here. Matthews continuing his... You know, recovery from that injury with the touchdown and the Ravens. DJ, I thought of this in control early on. I thought they were going to, you know, coast a victory as I did before the game started. I thought the, the Ravens would win this easy at home, coming off the bye. Tory Smith got injured in this knee injury as of yet, unconfirmed as to what the status of that knee injury is going forward. But they were without him towards the end of the game when they needed to, you know, get into field goal position to, to try and win the game very, very late on. So. Tough blow for the Ravens losing here. You know, I, I thought they were going quite well over the season. I thought they were a well-rounded team, and I, I thought the Chargers were, you know, petering out to, to end the season. But the Chargers here got the win, and, uh, you know, they'll be very impressed. Road win, be delighted with that, and we'll see how they go in the next next few weeks. But Philip Rivers' best game in a while. He had kind of dropped, dropped a level there of, uh, after he started the season in a fantastic form. Next game up, Colm, is the game that you enjoyed most this week, and that was the Packers' win over... The New England Patriots, very poor performance, in my opinion, by the some of the Patriots players on both offense and defense. They'd done the one thing that everybody knew they couldn't do, and that was had an off day against a very good Green Bay Packers team. I'll start this off, DJ, by saying go Pack Go, and uh, I'll go secondly to say... 
very, very critical there of your uh, New England Patriots. Um, you know, any time that you go on the road, it's going to be tough. You go into Lambeau Field, which is a very tough environment at the moment, and the Packers had been absolutely blowing out teams at home in recent weeks. So I think that uh, overall, DJ, the Patriots can take a lot away from this game. It just wasn't to be their day, and they come up against Aaron Rodgers. It was looking quite good for the Patriots, in fact, when you know Packers were getting into the red zone continuously at the start of the game. I think it was four red zone trips in a row, but were being held to field goals until that Jordy Nelson touchdown. So that was the big key play in this game, in my opinion, when Jordy Nelson broke loose for that touchdown. And I think if uh, that there had been avoided, the Patriots probably would have took this. Also missed that field goal late on, which... You know, obviously, they still would have lost the game, but would have put a bit more pressure on the Packers, and then the Packers were able to pick up key fourth down, or key third downs to, to end the game. But I have to say, DJ, very critical error. I, I thought while Brady had a number of off-throws this night, I think the Packers were doing a lot of things to, to try and slow them down. They kind of took Gronk away on a number of occasions, and I thought overall that the, the Packers' defense had one of their better games this season. Although they didn't sack him too many times, they did bring nice pressure and kept changing the looks they were giving him. So I think it was a, a tough loss for the Patriots, but I'm, I'm quite sure DJ, they're going to be quite fine win that division. And I think we'll probably see them close to that AFC Championship game. So, you know, what was it, DJ? Was it since that loss to, to uh, Kansas City, seven wins in a row, I think maybe it was that the Patriots had. And, you know, they'd bet teams like the Colts on the road, they'd bet the Broncos at home, put up a lot of big wins. So, you know, that there's the thing that's worrying me about the Packers at the moment they're going on this run they lost to the Saints but outside of that they've been on a very steady winning streak and you know at some stage this they will slip up so maybe uh, it's better to get a loss out of the way before you get into the playoffs I don't know what way to look at it but I think uh, good one here for the Packers I was, I was delighted with the performance and Aaron Rodgers continues to play at an absolutely amazing level Yeah and Aaron Rodgers was helped playing by a number of Patriots defenders including Denard I think they thought they were going to have a performance of Swan Lake, watching them glide over and back the field and in and out of the pocket and just let, letting them run rather than putting any real pressure on them. He was defended a couple of times, but there was a few very poor plays, and particularly the one that Jordan Nelson got the, I think it was 42-yard touchdown. What some players were at in that play is beyond question. And the Patriots' defense didn't really change, even though... Aaron Rodgers had called the timeout and it clearly changed what he intended to do with the Packers. But we'll move on to another top team. That <laughs> DJ's very, uh, very, um, very happy with the Patriots last night for the sounds of it. I, I think you're giving them a bit too much, uh, a, bit, a bit too tough on them there, DJ. But when they go out and uh, blow somebody out next week, I'm not quite sure who the, who the schedule has them playing next week. I'm sure you'll see the, the Patriots racking up a lot of points and getting the win. And I'm sure... I know you weren't happy with their Patriots defence, but there'll be a lot of other teams that'll be made silly by Aaron Rodgers this season. Don't worry about that. The Atlanta Falcons column got a surprise win over the Arizona Cardinals this week. For once, Coach Smith didn't have to worry about his <laughs> that clearly seems to break every time it gets close to the end of the game. Yeah, did you 29 to uh, 18 here for the Atlanta Falcons? Got out to a big lead early on. I think it was 17 nil at one stage in this. And you know, I thought the, the Falcons would definitely get a result in this. I, I thought the the Cardinals or the the Falcons would struggle to score. And at the start, uh, they didn't struggle to score and they continued not to struggle. I thought that uh, Julio Jones had uh, Patrick Peterson, you know, wrapped up. He was getting torched really, and it was actually the best game of, Pat- or of uh, Julio Jones's career in terms of catches: 189 car- ca- yards, cards, 189 yards, and a touchdown. And you know, Peterson was talking all week that he wanted to be the he's the best cornerback in the game. Wanted the challenge to get on Julio Jones. Well, Julio Jones stepped up to the plate and uh, you know showed him who's boss. I thought it was the best game, obviously, of the season for him, and you know, arguably one of the better games of his career. Around this game, DJ, uh, Stephen Jackson, 100 yards, uh, first 
Falcons running back with 100 yards and I think it was 30 games so that was the longest drought in the NFL and you know the Cardinals hadn't given up any 100 yard games in quite some time to running backs and been very strong against the run so disappointing result all around for the Cardinals are is their season falling apart it's a bit early to say that but Drew Stanton didn't look too hot to me this night and uh, I'd be kind of a little bit worried if I was a, a Cardinals fan at the moment and how things are going to go I think they will still sneak into the playoffs but you know that could be as far as they go this season next game up DJ Cincinnati Bengals against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this was one that I watched quite a bit of and uh, had a bit of a bet on it and this game was tough to watch and that is an understatement one of the worst games I've seen this year I thought Andy Dalton at times looked atrocious at times looked great but you know there's a couple of key errors from him thought AJ Green has always had a nice game and you know Josh McCowan you kind of know at this stage what we're getting from him thought the the Bucks uh, defense you know they've really stepped up in the last few weeks thought they were very very strong in this one and, and guess who turned up DJ and got a touchdown in this one? Doug Martin, who uh, you know we hadn't seen in quite some time doing anything that impressive. Kind of channeled his 2012 form and he had a season high of 55 yards at halftime. Picked up a touchdown as well. So the game really died in the second half. And you know the, the Bengals held on. But this year game, DJ, the key talking point, Marvin Lewis threw the challenge flag. Obviously, he shouldn't have been able to challenge the play as there was no stoppage in the play. No timeouts remaining and... Uh, there was 12 men on the field for the Bengals when they had, or for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they would actually got themselves into field goal territory where OTI, uh, the official kicker of the OTI podcast, DJ Pat Murray, would have had a chance to win the game. But big, big mistake there for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 12 men on the field took them out of field goal position and then, of course, lost the game by points. So big win here for the Bengals. DJ puts them in a strong position in that AFC you know playoff chase. They're top of that division now. So good, good win for the Bengals, although it wasn't good to watch. Yeah, Colin, big win for the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees threw five touchdowns, but I think I'm going to be like a lot of fantasy football owners calling for Sean Payton's head <laughs> after after costing so many people a chance of getting into the playoffs in their respective leagues. No touchdowns for Jimmy Brain. No touches for Jimmy Brain. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, well, DJ, I'll, uh, if I could give you a direct line to Sean Payton now and you could talk to him, I'll tell you one thing that he doesn't care about, and that's fantasy football. He cares about reality football and picks up the win here for the New Orleans Saints on the road. They had three games, DJ, we talked about this, three home games, lost all three in the last three weeks, go on the road to the Pittsburgh Steelers, whoever expects to pick up the win, the Pittsburgh Steelers, at home. And uh, although they didn't lay an egg, the Saints uh, got out to a big lead. The score is more flattering for the Steelers. They got a, a, a quite a bit of scores and garbage time to get it to 35-32 so I thought the Saints had this in control from a long way out kind of the whole second half the Saints had it in control and you know a very very surprised I must admit DJ Jimmy Graham didn't get the touches but you know Drew Brees was trying to obviously the 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 Steelers were trying to go out Jimmy Graham and Drew Brees went another way and picked up the picked up the yards by Kenny Stills at a very big game here five receptions 162 yards and a touchdown and you know the Steelers DJ defense has been a bit banged up and Ike Taylor's first game back or I think it might have been his second game back actually and he uh, he got burned twice and I mentioned one of them Kenny Stills that Kenny Stills touchdown big big uh, blowing coverage there by Ike Taylor so disappointing here for the Steelers who I thought were starting to look up and uh, have to question now their, their their capabilities going forward New Orleans Saints DJ big win they won this game in the early slate of games and obviously I mentioned already DJ the Falcons they won their game in the later slate so both those teams tied top of the division and of course they are facing each other before the end of the season I think it's week 16 they face off so so it's all up in the air DJ still in the division and you know one of the teams out of the, the Saints are the Falcons going to get there so they're both starting to pick up a, a bit in, uh, in, in the results level and Looking forward to seeing, of course, that game when they face off in the, in the coming weeks. Buffalo Bills, DJ, they're on a, a bit of a run, we thought, after they lost to the Miami Dolphins. That, that was the end of them for the season, the playoff hopes. But they're still in there with a chance of the wild card, a 26-2 to 
ten win over the Cleveland Browns, and you know, very. I well, maybe earlier days, maybe I jumped the boat when I said about the, the Cincinnati game being the worst game to watch <laughs> this year. wasn't good either, but uh, we had a bit of life coming to later on. Uh, Brian Hoyer having a poor game here, and they put in Johnny Manziel. You know, Johnny uh, come in and give them a little bit of a spark. wasn't enough to get a result. He did have a rushing touchdown. He also got kind of laid out in his own end zone. So both sides of the spectrum in the NFL field for Johnny Manziel, but. ESPN's having a field day now and they have lots of Johnny Manziel coverage although everyone in Buffalo probably doesn't care too much about Johnny Manziel they picked up the W defence and special teams again DJ superb for the Buffalo Bills that's where this season has been built on by them uh, wasn't the best game here by Kyle Larton and he had 91 first half yards in total for the Bills you know there wasn't much going here for the Buffalo Bills it wasn't very impressive they did get a touchdown then in the second half but overall DJ they don't care they got the win 26-10 and uh, again big 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 uh, stand here by by the Buffalo Bills D and special teams big win for the Indianapolis Colts column against the Washington Redskins no surprise here really that the Colts got the win 22 points it's probably the only surprise about this game gone yeah DJ Bill maybe we'll uh, dig a little bit deeper the the first two plays for the the Colts Colts got the ball to start the game luck lost a fumble luck got the ball back after a field goal Luck throws an interception, so that was the the first two drives for the Indianapolis Colts. Then Andrew Luck decided that he was just going to tear the team apart. He, he finished with 13.7 yards per attempt. He finished with the second highest passer rating of his career. Then that is including that interception at the start, which is quite incredible, 137. And uh, he had another 52-yard touchdown in this game of Kobe Fleener. If you haven't seen it, go back, just see if you can check the highlights. So wide open for, for a long touchdown and, uh, you know, drops the ball so <laughs> inexplicably but uh, Lux now on pace for over 5,000 yards almost 5,545 touchdowns so we talked about what Peyton Manning done last year you know Luck is uh, in his third year in the league and he's really starting to tear things up on the touchdown and passing yards perspective really uh, have to say I've been very impressed with him Reggie Wayne uh, looks like he's definitely lost his step since he's come back from injury but T.Y. Hilton is a big game player and Dante Moncrief had a nice game here so Overall, DJ, nice win for the for the Colts. Didn't start off too well. The, the Redskins had Colt McCoy back in here again, and uh, things didn't go according to plan. There was a few turnovers, and got into the red zone a number of times. DJ just couldn't convert. They uh, they were quite close at halftime, but the Colts pulled away in that second half. And the Colts, DJ, definitely, when you're looking at the AFC and the, the challengers to the Patriots for that AFC Championship crown, I definitely think you have to add them into, into that equation. The game, I think, me and probably... Every other person, other than Jacksonville Jaguars fans, got wrong. And that was, I predicted that the Giants would get the win, even though they have Eli Manning as quarterback at the minute. But big win for Jacksonville, even though it was only by a point. It's yet another step away from being the number one overall pick yeah, in DJ, the 2015 draft. Yeah, DJ, I guess we'll say maybe unofficial official team of the UK. What do we call them? I know there's the, the Union Jaguars or the Union Jags fan club on uh, on Twitter and you know we'll be in contact with them sometimes. So they'll be delighted to get a win here. Second one of the season for them. 24 by the Jets. Send this it's by the Giants even. By, send this back to the front. 24 to the Giants and 25 to the Jaguars. Trying to get that there said. Uh, some don't know why. A few crosswires. The, the Jaguars here obviously the late field goal easy to win it. The Giants were up here. I think they were up by two or three touchdowns or couldn't have been up three touchdowns. Up up two touchdowns and uh, they were looking in complete control even in the in the third quarter and just fell apart really. The, the Jaguars put up some points and then eventually did get that field goal to win the game. The Giants could not respond. You talked, DJ, about you picked the uh, the New York Giants. Do you remember the discussion we had on the preview podcast when I was really sitting on the fence and this? I almost went all out and said I was going to take the Jaguars and 
unfortunately then I decided I would take the Giants so can't claim uh, props in that one but I was very close I must say to taking the Jaguars Jaguars here surprise everyone pick up the win and uh, I thought it was a better game by Blake Bartles you know he's made a lot of rookie errors which you would expect from a rookie but he's up and down play but led the team in rushing in this game was doing a nice bit of play or uh, read option play in this and uh, I thought overall particularly in the drive that led to that winning field goal he'd done enough to help the team get the win so you know, I, I, I've thought that they've been trying to build things the right way down in Jacksonville. I've talked about Gus Bradley and, you know, they start to need getting wins. Well, at least they were at home and this one picked up a win. And, you know, the Giants season continues to spiral out of control. Another loss here. And, you know, you have to say Tom Coughlin has to be on the way out in New York. And, you know, Eli Manning, you asked, will he get a new contract? I still think he'll get a new contract, but has to be major changes here in, in New York with the Giants. Minnesota Vikings, column 31 to... 13 against the Carolina Panthers. The Vikings blocked and returned two punts for touchdowns in the first half. And they were the first team since 1990, the year before I was born, (laughs) to return two blocked punts for scores in the same game. And it's only the fourth time it's happened in the NFL history. Yeah, DJ breaking all down the stats there for two punt returns or two two block punt returns, but I have to say, DJ, that was I think that might actually been in the first quarter of the game. So you know it was very very early, very quick succession, and you know the the, the Vikings actually said I was listening to whatever coverage I was listening to the the sideline reporters and at halftime they talked to the coaches and they had said they'd been practicing, they were looking at the video and looking at the film, they thought there was an opportunity to block the punt, so they'd been working at them and returning them and training all week. So I thought that was very interesting. Worked to a T for them, picked up two touchdowns off. And you know, I was talking about the Bills, DJ. Uh, their their special teams and defense. Well, the the defense of the Minnesota Vikings and their special teams come up big in this one. I thought they they really did shut down the Carolina Panthers and the Carolina Panthers side of the ball. Jonathan Stewart uh, looks to be the best running back there. He's running better than D'Angelo Williams, and he should be getting a lot more carries than he's getting. They're kind of still splitting carries between them. Cam Newton again. You know, it's not been good over the last two months really for him. He started the season okay, but hasn't been good. You get up and down play. I know I'm a big fan of what. Kelvin Benjamin's done this season, but you do get a lot of up and down play from him. There's catches he should make that he's not, and catches you probably think he shouldn't make that he is making. So, you know, it's it's hard to know what you're getting from. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, on the other hand, DJ got them. Uh, they were in the lead early on and just coasted through it. Used the running game a bit, and you know, just kept kept Carolina at the distance. So, an easy one in the end for the for the Minnesota Vikings facing the Carolina Panthers at home. Speaking of easy wins and good <laughs> de- defensive performances, Colin, a scoreline. A- don't think even the Rams fans in their wildest dreams could have expected a 52 to zero blowout off the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, DJ, looking here, you're wondering, is it a typo or what's going on? But uh, overall, DJ, the, the Rams here, thorough domination at halftime. Really, really had this game sewn up. It was beyond belief how quick they got into the lead and just kept going. At the end of this game, DJ, we actually seen Matt Schaub coming in to replace Derek Carr. And then, as Matt Schaub loves to do, a pick six from Matt Schaub. So <laughs> lots of stuff going on. I actually faced the uh, St. Louis Rams in one of our leagues, 32 points they put up. I had Calvin Johnson on Thursday night. Thought I had started quite well into a nice lead with Calvin Johnson. Well, the St. Louis Rams went and outscored Calvin Johnson this week. So that's when you know you're you're really up against it. I thought the Rams were terrific in this game. Didn't do a whole lot on offense outside of Trey Mason, but you know it's like I was talking about with the, the Minnesota Vikings. You get into that early lead and you try and run the ball a little bit. So Sean Hill only had 183 passing yards, but had two touchdowns in that time and he, he didn't really need to do a whole lot more. They they had the game sewn up far, far 
before half time and just coasted their way to victory. So a big win here for the Rams, a, a 50 burger on the Raiders. And, you know, the Raiders got the win deeds against the Chiefs last week. Maybe they spent a little bit too much time partying after it and uh, maybe the hangover just lasted into this game. So we'll see what they do next week. But this was a, a thorough domination. Broncos getting a 13 point win over the Kansas City Chiefs 29 16. The Broncos really went to the run game in this column with CJ Anderson having a big performance. Yeah, CJ Anderson, DJ's playing in the last few weeks and he's had some very nice performances. Had a big game in this, both catching the ball and rushing the ball and really helped the, the establish the run game for the Denver Broncos, getting 29 points in this, although Peyton Manning didn't have one of his better games. So, you know, they, it's good that they can go with the run game on the road. They had their struggles, remember, they lost to the Rams in one of their last road games, lost to the Patriots as well. So, couldn't really afford to lose here, although I thought the Chiefs would hold them close and, uh, you know, they were riding on the emotion of uh, Eric Berry and, you know, the, the circumstances around his absence from the team. But I, I thought... Uh, the, the Broncos deservingly won this. The Chiefs just struggle when they need to get the you know a deeper ball down the field uh, with Alex Smith. That's just not not their game. And I'd say the Jamal Charge there wasn't a lot going on for the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. So good win on the road, each for the Denver Broncos. And you know you're looking for that number one seed with the with the Patriots. The Broncos are keeping uh, hot in the tail. I have to say, DJ, just the last point in the Denver Broncos that over the last few weeks their defense had started to look a bit more average. And they were you know mentioned they lost their Rams. They were born in a few plays. They lost the Patriots as well. And uh, this year game, they really, really got the pressure to Alex Smith. The five sacks, you know, hitting them five more times. To Marcus Boyer and Vaughn Miller with their their best best game in quite some time between the two of them. In on the final game to review of week thirteen, that's the Houston Texans getting a forty five twenty one victory over the Tennessee Titans. And Colin, the following is an actual true statement. So, <laughs> li- listeners, listeners, no need to change your down anyone that's uh, anyone that's actually standing up at the moment listening to this uh, if you're on a treadmill or something maybe just step off the treadmill take a seat uh, this may shock you yeah this does come with a health warning it may <laughs> give some people heart attacks but yes ryan fitzpatrick threw six touchdown passes and no interceptions call him no <laughs> interceptions yeah it's quite a almost a career i think it is a career game for him dj no interceptions 147.5 passer written and uh, absolutely unbelievable if you told me that he was going to have six touchdowns this season i'd probably have been uh, surprised six touchdowns in this one game absolutely a uh, dominant performance over the titans have to say uh, dj although uh, we often call them the the houston jj watts i suppose we'll have to call them the houston jj fitzpatrick's from now on because uh, our man jj watt didn't disappoint in this uh, had a had a strip sack recovered the fumble and then two plays later Goes through the line of scrimmage, splits out wide, and catches a touchdown pass from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So JJ Watt with his fifth catch or fifth touchdown of the season, rather not his fifth catch uh, for a touchdown, but his fifth touchdown of the season. A couple of them on the offense, a couple of them on the defense. So a massive monster season from him. Has to be at the moment the defensive player of the year. I don't know who else. There's players that you right up there that you know I have a lot of respect for, and I think they're they're definitely going to challenge him for it. But the way he's playing at the moment. Hard to look past him. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins also had an absolutely fantastic game in this. Andre Johnson had a good game, but you know, with all due respect to him, DeAndre Hopkins uh, had a massive, massive game. He had nine receptions, 238 yards, two touchdowns, and he's over 1,000 yards for the season. So second-year player in the league, starting to really show his promise. And you know, They're not really out of it yet, DJ, although the, the Colts are continuously to win games. Uh, the Texans still still in really shouting that division, although I don't think they'll be catching the Colts. Maybe maybe a sneak at a wild card, but we'll see in the next few weeks as that all hots up. DJ, we didn't go through the, the Thursday night games, obviously. 
We did our predictions on the preview podcast. We'll just run through those results to finish up. We had the Detroit Lions winning com- comfortably against the Chicago Bears. Went down early on and fought back and won it quite comfortably. As I mentioned, the end of the Detroit Lions, 34-17 against the Chicago Bears. Philadelphia went into Dallas and stomped all over the Dallas Cowboys. Big win. Started off fast. Mark Sanchez had a rushing touchdown in this one. A few nice plays from him. One of his better games and a 33-10 win for them. They really couldn't establish the run quite well, Dallas. And, you know, Des Bryant then wasn't in the game as much, I'm sure, as they would like. And a lot of pressure on Tony Romo. Seattle then went in again. Another away win here, DJ. And comfortably got the win against the San Francisco 49ers in Levi Stadium. That stadium, DJ, at the moment is a losing record for the 49ers. Not looking too good for them at home. But, you know, I think that almost rules them out of playoff contention. I think you're looking now. The Seahawks could actually go on and win that division because they now play the Cardinals in the coming weeks. Be interesting to see what happens there. 19-3 really, really stifled that 49ers offense and uh, come up big on defense. The Richard Sherman with two two interceptions off Colin Kaepernick so any advice for Colin Kaepernick maybe don't throw the ball to Richard Sherman in the future DJ Miami Dolphins playing the New York Jets on Monday Night Football tonight and uh, I guess we'll have a score prediction for that winning prediction have to say I think the, the Miami Dolphins win this comfortably score prediction I think it'll be maybe in around 28-14 to the uh, Miami Dolphins what do you think happens here? Well I think Geno Smith is going to be back as starting quarterback so I'm sure he's going to throw 6 or 7 touchdowns more like interceptions, but anyway. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill and the Dolphins getting a win. Probably going to be slightly closer than your prediction, Colin. will give the Jets' defense some credit. I'll go with a 21-14 win for the Dolphins. That has to be exciting for the Jets fans, DJ, listening. Uh, they're, they're getting some uh, some credit from you. That's not too often that happens, but uh, I guess... What yeah, well, <laughs> birthday, birthday and all the rest of them as well. Spread some of the presents about and be nice to the Jets fans. Yeah, DJ in a good mood on his birthday. So Jets fans, if you can, make sure you, you, you store this memory and keep it for... You mightn't get too much more credit from DJ, but interesting game coming up, DJ. I'm looking forward to watching it uh, Monday Night Football. So should be should be a good one, but I think the, it's a must-win more so far for the Dolphins. But, you know, this time last year, they were looking like they were getting into that wildcard race and they, they laid a few eggs. So we'll see, can they, can they deliver here? Obviously, DJ, we've done our competition uh, at the weekend for an OTI t-shirt, so we'll get into that right now. Competition time with OTI. So, DJ, usually we have nobody anywhere near the correct score in the games, but this week we were a little bit closer with the predictions. The game, of course, we went with with, was Green Bay Backers against the New England Patriots, and uh, the final score in that one, DJ, 26-21. So we had two people come in with the same score. That was 28-21, so very close. Only two points out, closer than we usually get for these competitions. One of those was Kim Whoever 21 Not sure what the, that, that uh, name's all about on Twitter, but the other person then was Neil Dutton. Both names were put into a hat to split the tiebreaker situation. We had Kim's name come out of the hat, and I suppose Neil can't feel too disappointed as he won our book competition two weeks ago. So Neil has got a prize, almost almost scooped himself another one. But uh, Kim, you're the you're the winner of this. So we'll be in touch uh, via Twitter. We'll get your get your contact details, and we'll send you a T-shirt from Overtime Ireland ASAP. So thanks to everyone who entered. A lot of a lot of close ones, but those were the two closest in the the tiebreaker with the draw out of the hat. So DJ, um, I'm sure you want to celebrate your birthday uh, not just by talking to me on the podcast all evening. I've uh, I've got a little bit of, I have to get back to work actually so I'm on a lunch break doing this so DJ uh, I guess until we're back later in the week all that's left to say is I'm Colm and I'm DJ and until then have a good one go pack go thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland 
Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.